Hey everyone, welcome back to Film Talk, a podcast where two gals talk film, television, and everything in between the reels. I'm your host, Eliana Melendez, and I'm joined here today by my ever so lovely co-host, Miss Josie Melendez. And I think you can sense a theme. <laughs> Josie's believing. Josie has a different approach. Um, I have a bit of a more basic approach, and she was more out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Don't make me laugh. And Don't speaking of laugh. the speaking of the Brits, um, we are going to be talking about a highly anticipated return to Apple TV Plus season three of Ted Lasso. We have been following along for the past three weeks. Um, we are really excited for this new season, and we have tea. We have like things to nitpick. We have yes, we have tea. I feel like it's tea, especially with episode three and how things are like shaping out. But let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, let's start from the beginning, episode one. We after freaking what two years waiting, we come yeah. back to AFC Richmond, and as usual, the team's losing. Everything's. <laughs> Everything is in a disarray. Everything's gone to shite. And we see how Ted and the team, and especially Rebecca, deal with that and deal with mm -hmm. trying to come out on top for once as, you know, as a football club in the league currently. And it kind of, you know, puts Rebecca in a really, really desperate position. Yeah. There's just so much going on. I think that's my favorite part of season three so far, that we're getting challenges. Everyone's being yes. challenged, not just the main characters as they usually were the past few seasons. We are also seeing challenges for the background characters. They're being more involved as well, like Will and um, Colin. So we are seeing a little bit more of the team. Because usually, like, there are the main team members that we focus on and then there yeah. are the extras this time we are seeing more of the extras as well so there are faces mm -hmm. that i'm recognizing more so i like that it's feeling bigger while still contained because mm -hmm. usually the problem is with third seasons is that they try to like go out of the box and like right bigger and like they have a bigger budget and all that but i like that while we are expanding in certain senses we're still keeping it in the nice little knit box that it's always had so I think so far with these three episodes, it's a good start. Yeah, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see, especially considering that this is, quote unquote, the final season. Supposedly. And it's a close. Allegedly. I want allegedly. someone to say it like black and white. Hey, this is the last season. Because at first it was believed that it was just going to be three seasons. But then for this one, they've been so vague. And then Jason Sudeikis saying, hey, this is the episode I've been wanting to make. Like, this is the conclusion for the characters that I would like to see, etc. But apparently it's going to be, I can't remember where I heard this, so maybe it's a lie. But I'm pretty sure I remember, I remember. someone saying like, hey, it's open enough that they could continue, but it has a finality to it that is the ideal one they would like for the show. But right now we haven't gotten any confirmation. As far as we know, we can just assume that this is the last season and just go with it. Because it does feel like that to a certain extent. It does definitely feel like it has a certain scale of like grandeur to it without leaving AFC Richmond, without like going international, you know? Like I think it's really interesting to bring that 
ex- global expansion from the outside coming in, which is what we see in, mm-hmm. you know, episode two, obviously, with the 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 approach to a new player a superstar player an international player called zava we got zava and it's definitely something totally new to the team it's definitely a challenge not only to the team dynamic to ted to rebecca and in particular oh, to moved. jamie <laughs> that's my favorite part no honestly Again, it's my favorite part because, again, season three, they usually introduce new characters. And it was inevitable for this show. You ha- Like, regardless of how nice it is with the characters we already have, etc., you have three seasons. You got to spice it up some yeah. way. And I like... Okay. I like They like it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's... Because we have, of course, Keely's friend. Like, there's more than one new character, but I like how simple it feels with just Saba. Because it's one yes. character that you're presenting that affects so many people, as you just said. Especially Jamie. I love what they're doing with Jamie because it's forcing him to grow and evolve. Which, yes, my baby boy, my sweet baby boy, Phil Dunster. Apologist. <laughs> <laughs> season one, Jamie Apologist. I yes. I love this evolution for him this season. I think this has been a kind of a long time coming. And I do kind of like the parallel journey, like the parallel yet opposite journeys that Nate and Jamie have been having for the, over the course of mm-hmm. three seasons because we go from Nate, although it's always been hinted that he's kind of a dick <laughs> and, and really entitled. For, yeah, for me, I think we've talked about this before. I don't know where, <laughs> maybe in a previous episode, but for me, Nate, I've never vibed with him just because... It's it's good writing. I could see mm-hmm. where it was going, and some people were shocked. And I was like, I can sense it. I can sense yeah. it, especially with my it was a lot books. of little micro, like microscopic yeah. things. But when you rewatch season one, which I did at one point, like you can pick you pick them up, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Nate was always meant to be this. Yeah, he's a bully. But also, I think it's from season two. My favorite episode is episode five, if I'm not mistaken. That's the number. Don't come for me. But it's Rainbow. I know the title. It's Rainbow. Rainbow is my favorite mm-hmm. episode from season two. I've watched this so many times. So, so, so many times. And that is when Nate's arc starts shifting. Even his background music with the score changes because it's the first time he feels betrayal. He's been trying to get his father's approval. And then at the same time, he loses Ted's approval because he brings in Roy. And mm-hmm. that ruins Nate inside emotionally and mentally so we've been seeing it for a while i think what they're doing right now has been interesting because they're just leaning into it a lot and it's nice to see the oppositions between him and ted especially and the next few episodes we're gonna get so get excited for that because we're gonna get some if you if you've been wanting to see some one-on-ones with nate and ted those are coming soon yeah, I think the it's really interesting to see Ted as a character have like a a more stark antagonist to deal mm-hmm. with, especially with such a more complicated history because this is somebody that he used to care about and he probably still does. Yeah. It's someone he can't charm because Ted is so good at charming people. We saw it with season one. We saw it with Trent. I mean, Trent now 
wants to, as we saw in episode two, wants to write about AFC Richmond. He's mm-hmm. found a purpose with these people despite trying to destroy them in the first season. So mm-hmm. Ted has a very natural charm to him. And with Nate, it poses a challenge because he knows how Ted works. So I think exactly. It's brilliant writing. I don't want to. I don't want to like call them geniuses, but I love when we can. We're able to see stuff that works. Mm-hmm. I and I think it is just so nice to see really, really well done character driven storytelling, because at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of people playing football. <laughs> but it, it there is a certain charm to it that obviously we all know and love and. I think this season is going to be kind of unpredictable in terms mm-hmm. of how it's going to end, which I really I've like. I've been I trying, know you've been but... trying, honey. <laughs> I know you have. Last night, prepping for this episode, I was telling Eliana, I'm like, the first episode of every season, mm-hmm. like, number one rule when you're writing is that it has to mirror the finale of the season. That's why they're there. They're able to set up so then you can build up to the payoff. And we start the season in an airport and the entire dilemma that ted has this season is very the clash should i stay or should i go (laughs) that's him i think i think that is going to be the ultimate decision that ted has to make because as we saw at the end of episode one and we're kind of like slowly unpicking in episode two and further doing so in episode three ted is having a lot of conflict on missing out on his son's childhood and you know he all his son all of a sudden now has another pretty much father figure in his life that ted did not consent to (laughs) and was not yeah that was really messed up actually but we're you know that's a whole other thing yeah it's pretty unethical yeah i don't want to delve into because i know a lot of people are gonna start doing comparisons to like his real life because a lot of people are trying to Mm. Bring down the show, considering everything that's happening in Jason Sudeikis' personal life. Um, there's more people to the show. It's not just him. There are other writers. Uh, yeah. So let's Brett Goldstein being one of them. Yeah. Let's get at that out of the way and just say This is fiction. While I do... I was very happy for her. Like, moving on. Everyone has... Like, mm-hmm. if you're not feeling right and the relationship clearly wasn't helping either of them, it's okay. And... Mm-hmm. Ted needed help and he's now been seeing a therapist so that's good yeah it's what needed to happen now (laughs) now then (laughs) hooking up with your marriage counselor (laughs) that's fucked (laughs) and the way he found out is it's juicy it's also really juicy. juicy but also like it's one of those moments that you're like Poor Ted, because while Rupert is actively trying to hurt Rebecca with a purpose, with malice, Michelle hurts Ted without wanting to, because she doesn't want to hurt him. But Mm -hmm. he's a sensitive person. He's like, and it's, well, maybe he's not a sensitive person, but he's going through a sensitive moment. It's a sensitive situation, and it's understandable to feel hurt. So that's good part i can see from it because again we're just seeing these two people at the beginning like rebecca really wanted to hurt ted and now they're in parallel journeys so it's Mm -hmm. nice seeing how those two journeys are being guided towards the season writing wise because i I, again i just think it's smart 
It is. It's just, I think, again, Ted Lasso is just one of those series that you can just kind of watch over and over again and really appreciate the writing because it is just so clever, aside from being smart, intelligent, and, and super entertaining. It's very clever in the way that it structures its narrative. And to see that dynamic of like, um, oh, what's her name? What in episode three from like today's episode, what is Rebecca's freaking best friend's name? Sassy. Sassy. I, that's her name, right? I like got, Sassy yeah. Smurf? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's her last name, but I know it's Sassy. No, but he, um, he I got beef with Smurf. Sassy. I got beef with Sassy. I'm not going to lie. Ooh. I don't like how she treats Ted. I don't like, I don't, mm, I don't, I don't I, either. She uses him. I don't like, yeah. I, it's just a little bit, I don't know. It feels a little icky. I mean, good for her. And it's, you know, two consenting adults, but I don't like how she kind of infantilizes him. No. And at least for me, when I saw that scene where she's up front with him, what I enjoyed that I think a lot of Ted Becca shippers will enjoy, mm-hmm. um, Strength, comrades. Um, <laughs> We're in the trenches here, dude. <laughs> but for Ted Becca shippers, I think that moment was a moment of inhale, exhale, peace, mm. because mm-hmm. she doesn't pose a threat. <laughs> no, 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 because it's no, Rebecca's no, friend. So if they if they had if they actually start to form a relationship, it would feel icky. It would feel. Disgusting. It would feel it would very. Feel yeah. Not not rude. Not right. Just laws of friendship. But <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> but I like that she's just very upfront, and there's still hope for us comrades. <laughs> and not only that, and it kind of brings me to my point of mentioning this woman <laughs> that I have beef mm-hmm. with. It is um, her line that is really actually kind of hits home is that she's three years ahead of him on that post divorce journey. And that heartbreak and that healing, she's like, I'm basically, like, older than you. Like, I'm already three years ahead of you. You're a mess. So we're not going to – obviously, this is not going to work because we're not on the same track. We're not in the same vibe, essentially. And I thought that was really interesting because then it made me think Rebecca and Ted basically got divorced at the same time. Yeah. No, again, it's that So they're actually – properly on that parallel healing journey Mm -hmm. and i really love to see how we're getting both sides of rebecca you know healing further and trying to stand up more for herself not that she's ever had an issue standing up for herself in general but when it comes to rupert rupert has always been you know a kryptonite to her to her character and it's it's hard because when you are trying this this hard to be a strong independent woman but you've you're still recovering from a very abusive and toxic relationship that abuse will still linger for years so i I, I love to see her recovering slowly from that as ted is like actually finally dealing with it i think it's also what's posed when she goes to see keely for the first time which i think it was episode one that Mm -hmm. we see her office and everything which keely's whole situation with her accountant like advisor Ooh, we'll get into it <laughs> but we'll get into that soon um the snow globe scene for some reason made me emotional but anyways back 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 mm-hmm. back um what i wanted to add to that is that i think rebecca is getting to a point where she her lesson this season is to learn to defend herself out of self-care and not out of malice 
or trying to fight fire with fire. As she mm-hmm. says to Keely that she just doesn't want revenge anymore. She just wants to win. And Keely is like, you'll get there. You'll get there soon. Because she is healing. She is getting better. But there's still that part of her that's hanging on too much to the pain and the hurt instead of actually healing. She's still on that healing journey. Yeah. And, I and you know, it's obviously... It still has to do with her healing journey, but I do like that she is now focused on winning, not only to beat Rupert, but finally winning for herself. Because I was just kind of thinking, and when she was talking about in episode two about how Rupert won her over and and how he uses his charm to win people over, he makes them feel special. She mentioned that she was working as a bartender. Like, Rebecca was not a millionaire on her own. She's not mm-hmm. self-made. She's literally a millionaire and an owner of a football club because she married this man. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying she didn't come, like she came from nothing. She obviously we've seen her house. <laughs> we've seen her. Mom. She came from. We've seen her mom. She comes from money, but not like you know multi bazillionaire money like Rupert. So she's now in that position where. She wants to win and, I guess, prove to herself and prove to others that she is capable of being even, you know, a Rupert in her own right, I guess. (laughs) She wants to prove people that she can girl boss. And I think she can. I think that's her journey. (laughs) I do love a parallel, another parallel. I love the parallels in this show. We love it. Discussing math. But. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Mathley. What are. Yeah. What I really liked was uh, something that Mariana mentioned on Twitter, giving you a shout mm-hmm. out. Um, at Spicy they're... Memory, at Screen yeah. Spec. But the fact that Ted and Rupert do have that parallel, where Ted also is a very charming person and he's constantly charming people, but Ted just does it to make people feel special, as Rebecca mentions, mm-hmm. and not like Rupert that does it to get something out of someone. He likes Yeah, winning. Ted's sincere with his charm. Ted is not like consciously nice to people just to get something out of them. Mm-hmm. I think he's a little bit too flippant to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cuz even if when he wants to try like Rebecca said in the first episode like, you know, fight back for once, you know. I and think this is, is like, going you just to be. You gotta let Ted be Ted, and then you he gotta was. let him be, and then he was, and it, it it tends to work out. But I do again. It's one of those shows where you still feel the stakes. Yes, you know it's probably gonna work out in the end, but there are gonna be consequences I for these characters. Work out in this season. Maybe <laughs> I would like to see. I would like it. You know, let's use the Glee rule book, season one. <laughs> Just just walk with me here. Yeah. Walk and talk. It's okay. I, I worked with Ryan Murphy. I'm an ally. <laughs> <laughs> Season one, Glee, they made it to like, I don't think they even made it to nationals. I don't fucking know the, the names of these things. Season two, Glee, they made it like halfway through. Season three is when they finally like make it to nationals. I don't think they even win. So like, it's like a progression. I think it's in season three where they finally, like the Glee club actually wins a competition for once. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the furthest they, they've made it. It was season three. So using that, like, lore and rule book in mm-hmm. competitive storytelling, I suppose, I feel like this is this is AFC Richmond season. 
even if they just if even if winning to them is equal to winning second place you know Mm -hmm. because as we can see we can sense that with zava they're going to get a lot further yeah and they are than they have ever before we see especially in this episode and i think that's the I think that's the thing. We are setting up in this episode so many wins that we're getting them out of the way. Also, just so we don't have to go through the entire season, which I think it's very smart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we need to have a balance and it can't all be wins for Richmond. So I think they're going to make a sweat for it. I hope we do get some sort of win because it's talked about in the first season when his son gives him the little Lego cup. Um it's talked about when Rebecca reminds him, like you said, we were going to win the whole thing. So I really do want it. But considering the lessons that we're trying to learn here, where it's not about the actual trophy that they're after. It's about the satisfaction they want to feel. And there's different situations. Um, Roy, with not self-hatred, or self-loathing, but he's going through something right now where he's trying to find his own worth and realize that he mm-hmm. is enough for other people. And he has to go through that alone, even though we all reacted the same way as they did when we found out that they broke up. <laughs> so it's this whole thing, because again, it's the show dealing with that toxic masculinity and that fragile masculinity. And I love that it's still here in its mm-hmm. own little ways. Um, Ted wants to win to prove something to his son. Uh, Rebecca wants to win to prove something to her ex-husband, et cetera, et cetera. So everyone's trying to prove something. So whatever we It's get, interesting how winning looks different for everyone. Exactly. So whatever we get, I just hope it's smart. Because it, it's such a nice build-up so I far think with so. these three episodes. I just hope it's... I don't want it to be a happily ever after painted with rainbows and cotton candy. 100%. And I think that's what we deserve. But I do yeah. hope they get something... <laughs> Just give us a little bit of something. Just a little bit. You know, I want to be happy for these characters. Because I feel like this team deserves to be happy. Yeah. I do pose a question. Do you think Nate will win for West Ham? Do you think he's going to leave West Ham and go back to AFC Richmond? How how do you predict Nate going about this? I feel like Nate might sabotage West Ham. I feel like Nate is going to make a move to kind of flip the script on Rupert. Like, I would hope that he realizes Rupert is just a white man using him and manipulating him. I think so, because it is Star Wars. Look at his face. It is! (laughs) He's Emperor Palpatine. We have Anakin. Correct. Anakin, Anakin at the last moment, he's like, my son has changed my heart die palpatine mm-hmm. so exactly. maybe we'll get something like that i i hope i so. feel I like mind. yeah and I, and I, at the very least i even if that things don't end well for nate because like i don't think he's gonna get a redemption anytime soon i feel like he's gonna try and who knows maybe some kind of like scandal is gonna come out especially considering you know rupert's you know, continuous scandals that will make Rupert actually have to leave the public spotlight for a while. Yes, because we just found out Rupert is cheating yet again. And Nate sees Mm -hmm. this. I feel like the whole facade that Rupert created 
for him is chipping away. The only problem is that Rupert is showing support and is telling him everything he wants to hear because Nate just wants to be accepted by his father. That's all he wants. He's got daddy issues. And then he projected that Mm -hmm. onto Ted and then Ted also rejected him. So now he's gone to Rupert, which is literally the worst of all of them. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's a kid that's always being bullied that wants to be the bully. Mm-hmm. And that's the really big issue with Nate. So I think I think he's going to get what's coming to him. But like in a, again, as we've been saying, the word of the day is smart. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be done in a little bit more of a clever way. And I think, once again, winning looks different for everyone. So even if Nate loses, I feel like he's going to win in his own right, um, mm-hmm. just as a person. Like maybe he'll just grow more as a person and realize that, the things that he thought he wanted aren't actually that because he just wants he wants approval he wants fame he wants bitches he wants wants, (laughs) more money more bitches (laughs) i mean he just really truthfully i think what he wants is affection and nurturing and just feeling like he belongs and that's what we're getting to this season but anything else we want to discuss before we close i mean killian babs that's an interesting dynamic it is interesting, but even more interesting than that, and I and I, I would like to close on that is Rebecca and her psychic. They saw Fleabag. Fuck out of here. They saw Fleabag <laughs> they... go to a psychologist, and they said, "Whoa, that's a brilliant scene." <laughs> do you want to fuck the priest or do you want to fuck God? Can you fuck God? Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> and you haven't seen Fleabag streaming on Amazon Prime. Very much yes. the opposite vibe from Ted Lasso, but it is, again, okay, brilliant but that's why, storytelling. That's why I'm so drawn to Ted Lasso. It's the writing. Brett Goldstein, I'm pretty sure you saw Fleabag and you got inspired. But <laughs> it is. It, it, it is very inspired, darling. Um, but yeah, I think this whole thing with Rebecca and the psychic and the whole, like, trying to throw us off and like, oh, she's going to be a mother. Oh, she's going to end up with Sam again. I think it's a, lo- no. a, a load of baloney. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> Shite and ninety armor. And I'll leave you all with that. Mm-hmm. Because shite in nineteen armor is absolutely some stupid shit that Ted Lasso would say. I mean, okay, let's talk about my favorite joke from this season so far. When they're talking about yes! Zava, Zava <laughs> leaving an Italian team, and he says, "Catch you later, Pepe." <laughs> That's so stupid. It is stupid. It's so good Ca- though. It's catch so good. Catch you later, Pepe. Be gone. Brilliant. But <laughs> be gone. No, it's great. I, I see him saying shite it's in these, armor. Yeah. Because he says silly little puns like that. And I'm sure it's gonna make sense once he says it, but I think he's the one who's gonna say it. So take that, take that as you will, <laughs> Ted Becca Army. Um yeah. we're we're holding out to get, uh in the trenches together. I brought snacks. Yeah. <laughs> we're all in the trenches from like being a Ted Becca shipper is literally you can insert a clip here. It's the epitome of being in the trenches in All Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> Those are the trenches. We're literally in. us. We're bad. We're, we're like horrendous. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But we're in the trenches, hoping Wonder Woman is going to show up. At the end of season two, a bunch of months, um, a bunch of months pass, so you can debunk that theory. Get it out of here.
Swipe. Yeah. Be gone. And again, who has a child that's already born? So that was my theory. Ted. Okay, (laughs) hear me out. Hear me out. This is how we finish. The the first time I watched the season, that was my first thought because um, Rebecca is getting a family. It's AFC Richmond. They're all becoming a family. Oh, <laughs> they're getting closer. Am I wrong? That's it feels so like some. Cute. It feels like like some mushy gushy bullshit they'd feed us with the show. So I feel like Ted is. I'm, I mean, she's mother. <laughs> I feel like Rebecca is finding her family with these people. They are getting closer. It is becoming more tight knit. I mean, she's finally forgiven Leslie. They are getting closer. They are all trusting each other. They are each other's found family. This entire AFC Richmond team and um the club and everything but also if she does end up with ted which at this point i'm like ted becca shippers comrades i see you but if she doesn't end up with him i'll survive i feel like i'll survive i feel like it'll be cushioned hopefully but if they do end up together i'll be happy and i can see it because ted i wants feel to like re- yeah i feel like ted they're wants gonna, to, to they're... be with a son and if she yeah. ends up with a they can all parrot Henry, together! <laughs> yes. And I feel like um, if even if they don't technically end up together, I think their ver- Ted Lasso's version of them ending up together is them being open to, like, a date. Yeah. Like, being open to finding oh, each I other cried. and seeing each other in that way. And maybe that's I, I her, you know? The, it's the end of the season. She's at the airport with him. I need it. I want to see it because I know it's a lot of people being like, hey, I think like two people can just be friends and it's fine. I see where you're coming from, but I also also feel like it's equally valid to see two people that have been hurt so much and are healing, being able to heal with each other, like being able to heal before they get together. Mm -hmm. It's like you don't have to be totally. Yeah, I don't think you have to be also like a fully like, because there's also... Tea. I don't think you ha- I don't think you have to be fully healed as a person to be able to have a healthy relationship but you have to put in the effort and that's what they've been doing and if they if this is where we're going again comrades I like everything that made us get here I love every step of the way that led these two people to each other and I'll leave it at that yeah and honestly really excited i hope you guys are following along um remember every wednesday on apple tv plus be sure to stream ted lasso um and if you are lucky enough to be on the pacific coast (laughs) on on the west coast you can watch ted lasso tuesday nights on at midnight basically but i digress be sure to stream it and let us know what what's been your favorite episode so far. What are your theories? Let us know in the comments or let us know on Twitter respectfully. Yeah. Everyone, and wait, everyone is saying episode two of season three is the best episode of the entire series. Do you agree? Let us know. We'll do a little poll. We could do a little poll. <laughs> <laughs> Love a little poll. Love de- democracy. Um, Josie, where can they find you? You can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. You can find me at Captain Melendez on Twitter and Letterboxd. And you can find us at Film Talk on Twitter and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and turn on the notifications bell. We are going to be covering Ted Lasso. We're going to be covering um, John Wick soon, hopefully. Josie hasn't seen it it yet. Yeah, I'm going to go see it. Yes. Yes. So hopefully after, who knows, after this episode comes out, you'll hear our thoughts on John Wick 4. It's going to be a good time. Good times. And... 
for the rest of the Tepebeka army in the trenches? Believe. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Bye. <laughs>